Hey, everybody, welcome into the wrap. Tom Mazaway and friends on NRM Streamcast on the Hump Day edition. Welcome in, guys. Uh, another good sports day. It's always a good sports day in Detroit. I know we're on the downside of all our teams right now. I was about to say, it's always a good day. It is. It's still a good day. 2019 really hurt. I I understand that. And it's continuing to hurt. All right, we'll talk more about this. (laughs) Uh, To my right, one of my buddies is, of course, Corey Stewart, the Stew Boy. What up, Mazzy? What's up, Stew? Hey, feeling good. Good. Thanks for coming in, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And my mean man, Pete Spivak, in the house today. What up, Peter? What up, Mr. Fluff? How are you? I'm doing good, man. (laughs) Everything's good in the Detroit sports world in your your life. It's blue skies, baby. (laughs) Blue skies. Ethan Perlman in the house, as always, the stat man, the man who makes the packets. What's up, kid? Uh, not much. Corey, you know, though, made a comment about how big the packet was. It's a giant packet, man. You you ever hear a guy complaining about being over? Over prepped? I mean, I mean. What's wrong with being older? Corey's got because issue I like with to it. be on the fly about things. I don't need to go buy a run. I actually don't have a problem with this. <laughs> we are on this. This is good. My whole life is on the fly. I have nothing set up. I, I do no prep. You know that. I know that. Okay. Uh, this is all from the heart, man. Yeah, I just needs a babysitter. This is That's all right. from the heart. Hey, I went to my first Red Wing game of the year last night. Hey. They lost, but. It was fun seeing everybody again, going upstairs and sitting in the gondola, getting dizzy from going up that high. Oh my gosh! You but saw a heck of a first period. I saw a great first period, and Ottawa is not. I don't think Ottawa is as bad as people. Well, their record stinks. Mm-hmm. They're just as bad as the Red Wings' record. But sure, it was a fun game to go to. I enjoyed it, and good to see everybody again. And Little Caesars Arena puts on a good show. And mm-hmm. It was good to get out there again. And uh, we're here on the wrap on uh, NRM Streamcast. We'll have Fred Human, our old buddy, Freddie the H, will be joining us from East Lansing. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on in the Spartans' world. There's so much buzz going around. If Mark D'Antonio is going to come back yeah. yesterday they, on the press conference, they kind of asked him, Well, you be coaching the team when Northwestern hits the field in 2020. And he's like, uh. Yes. I can't believe that's their first game, by the way, starting off with a Big Ten uh, opponent, which is odd. But yeah, I I, I, I love how he gave himself the vote of confidence yesterday in his own press conference. It's (laughs) like, of course, he's going to say that, yeah, Yeah. I understand, you know, but I don't think we're quite over with this one yet. Right. I don't think so either. We've had everybody on. We have Matt Charbon from Detroit News. Lynn Henning has come on and given his 10 cents, and Lynn's big into that program at MSU, and he's like, I, I went right away to Twitter, and Lynn's like, bad move. Bad move. <laughs> you, know, you know, he thinks he's lost. He thinks he's lost his way in East Lansing. I mean, he's lost the way to recruit. He's lost the players. They, they're just not the same team, and he hates to see. And I'm talking about Michigan State fans. You don't want to see your coach that really puts you on the map. Right. right. You don't want to see him go out like this. No, you, you really I mean, don't. I mean, they got whitewashed. And Ann Arbor last it's, week. They could have put up 60. We talked about this on the show a couple week, like a week ago, about how there's just this looming cloud over Lansing right now yeah. for mm-hmm. all sports. I mean, really yeah. it is. I mean, Izzo's still Izzo, but yeah. he's, they've had tragedy with, you know, with Cassius not, Cassius, yeah, Winston yeah. And, and then, you and know, Charles Rogers passes away. Piss poor season with, you know, D'Antonio. And mm-hmm. it's just. And they're still not out of the woods with all the other stuff. They're not out of the woods with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I honestly do believe when I heard that interview with with D'Antonio that he wants to be back. I, I believe he does. But I think if that's the case, next year's his farewell farewell tour. I think he wants to do it right instead of going out on a crap season and then just saying I'm done. I'm done. I think yeah. it's I think it would be like him just saying, 
well, it didn't work out, and I'm giving up now. And I think he wants to at least try one more season. He's got a lot of pride, that yeah, guy. He I mean, does. But that's a good point that Corey makes because yeah. I mean, as you made, or is another point that you also made, Maz, is that this is a this is the guy that made uh, turn Michigan State from like the, I used to call Michigan State the Lions of the Big Ten yeah. because as soon as they would be like ready to compete, something would happen, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of loss would happen. This guy took them and made them legit. He put mm-hmm. them in the top five. Yeah, they finished. Okay? They, they, they were in a college guy, Final Four. He's yeah. the most. Mm-hmm. Win, I think he's the winningest coach in he Michigan is. State football history. Is. This mm-hmm. is a guy who should have a statue. This is a guy who should really? have. A field yeah. named after him, a stadium named after him. It should be Mark D'Antonio State University. Mm-hmm. You can't let him go out like this in a dump. But if what we have read and what we've seen, it's just if it's if it's not working with D'Antonio, it's just not working. It's happened mm-hmm. to many great coaches before, it where it just doesn't work anymore. Doesn't. But it doesn't look good right now the mm-hmm. way it's going on over there. And they have two games to get bowl eligible. They got to win both. They're playing the. The blind. They're yeah. playing Rutgers and Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> they should, yeah. they and the should funny win. thing is, you know which bowl that they're eligible for is the, the Quick Lane. The Quick Lane Bowl here in Detroit. Which would be great, which to be would, honest with you. No matter how bad they are, that yeah. bowl game is going to be close to a sellout. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, totally. That would be kind of fun to see them in that game. I but, think it would, but you want to know what? I think they're going to have a hard time with Maryland, to be honest with you. Well, not just that, but even if they get into that bowl game, I think they have a hard time with whatever team they face. But I think that the quick lane wants that team in there, no matter if it's 6-6 six and six or whatever. Exactly. Maybe, maybe BG can get in there. No. <laughs> we're, we're not out. No. But, uh, he's not a BG fan. He's an Ohio State fan. Remember that? But, I know, but, but look at him. Yeah. Uh, just look I at mean, him. I'm a BG. I'm a Buckeye. You know, no, you're not. Don't, you don't go that far south. I, 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 I grew up as a Buckeye. My dad went to Ohio State, but as I say, I chose BG. I chose to be a Falcon. That's well, good. That's the right choice. What's yeah. the real reason that he went there? That's Tell the me. ratio, baby. What's the ratio? <laughs> Tell Corey. The ratio, the ratio baby. Does Corey know about the ratio? I don't know about the Tell ratio. Corey has a great ratio. Three to one, girls to guys. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's a huge yeah. ratio. You know, it's a... It's a busy. Ratio. I have a ratio because I was in Kalamazoo <laughs> and I, you know, knew a lot of Western Michigan players. So, I that but that ratio is a that bad something? ratio. On <laughs> Western Michigan. Well, we don't want to talk about that ratio. Hey, let's let's talk uh, about the top teams in the country right now. By the now, way, we just got that. confirmation. Dana Garuder will join us at uh, eleven thirty, or you know, later on. Dana Garuder for uh, well, he's a he was a beat writer for the Pistons back in the day for the Oakland. Uh, What's the Oakland Papers? The, uh, the, the Oakland Press, the Oakland the Oakland press, press back in the day, but now Daily. he's doing freelance for the news, the free press. He's covering the Pistons, and he was at the great Malice at the Palace. We'll, re- we'll, we'll, we'll look back at the Malice at the Palace. Fifteen years ago yesterday was the anniversary for the Malice Seems at the Palace. Seems longer than that. It's and Garuda got his glasses crushed in that game, so we got to talk about that. <laughs> Laptop crushed glass. He was, he was assaulted. That's good to know. <laughs> we'll have a guy that was assaulted in that game. So top top uh, four for the uh, NCAA college football playoff week three rankings released last night. No change in the top four: LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. I knew Clemson was going to sneak in there. Well, Clemson's been I mean, Clemson's, Clemson's been battling. What yeah. what have they scored like the last three uh, games? Haven't they beaten people by forty five yeah. points? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. But they, I knew that they were going to sneak in there. I did not see Alabama falling, but. You know, they didn't I mean, fall. Alabama stayed, they stayed where they right. Were. Well, I mean, like as where they are right now. I thought they were going to stay within the top four. Two is out now. Two attacking. I mean, no, they, they weren't in the top four last week. 
No, I mean before that though. I'm just saying because oh, I wasn't okay. on the show last yeah, time, so yeah. I couldn't voice my opinion. Well, we wanted to have I'm you on, but you, like, you were busy. Hey, so. I got things I okay, got to do. I mean, but when you when you but I'm saying like I always thought Alabama was going to stay in the top four. Yeah. And I don't see them obviously going back into the top four. Well, they can. No, no, no. There, and there's no way. I don't think that there. There, there's no way that Oregon's going to get shafted like no. that. If it was any other Pac-12 team, because it is the Pac-12, maybe. But Oregon with Nike behind them yep. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. Oregon's going to get the call before oh, Alabama totally. does. So LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, <laughs> Georgia, then Alabama and Oregon knocking on the door at five. And six, and then Utah at nine and one. They're a pretty damn good team. Now the two unbeaten's Baylor and Minnesota, both took a step back this yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Lost two two very close games. Yeah. Baylor crapped away a twenty one point second half lead to yeah. Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts. How about on mm-hmm. the same day that Tua gets hurt? Jalen Hurts, of course, was was Tua's. Oh yeah. Remember Tua yeah. replaced him, mm-hmm. and he goes to Oklahoma, which I think is great, and he gets to play right away in that transfer the transfer portal. Yeah, the where transfer they, portal. We disappear from one <laughs> one place and, and disappear <laughs> at another portal. place. So uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts uh, did all right. Twenty four unanswered points for the Sooners. Yep. And uh, they win that game. So Oklahoma is a team to be mm-hmm. reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Penn State is number eight. Followed by Oklahoma and then Minnesota with PJ Fleck and yeah, PJ Fleck rowing the boat down yep. there or over there in Minnesota. Remember mm-hmm. a few weeks ago when PJ Fleck got that big contract? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I remember what I told you because it was must have been a couple couple of teams after him. Yeah. yeah. I hear one of them was MSU. Well, I was about to say, yeah. if Mark D'Antonio leaves, I'm just saying, does the boat mm-hmm. kind of row over there? Row back to I'm Michigan. Ju- I'm just saying. P.J. Fleck's wife is a Michigan State girl. She's yeah. got East Lansing connections. Yeah. The minute he got that contract extension, even before, I said, this guy's got to be an MSU's next coach. Then he gets that contract extension. Right away, that means he's been reached out. Yeah. People wanted him. So Minnesota's like, all right, you're not going anywhere. Here, we're going to give you this. Right. That doesn't mean it. It's just paper. There's Having always gone, escape clauses. There's always escape clauses. Having gone to Bowling Green and uh, Urban Meyer's yeah. first coaching job at Bowling Green, he got an extension to Bowling Green. What did he do? He retired. Why? He re- literally retired <laughs> so he could take the Utah job. Was it job. his heart again? So he could take the Utah job. <laughs> yeah, right. How many heart attacks has he faked? He had, yeah, he's had, he, had, he had three heart attacks so he's far. He faked one in Bowling faked Green, one in Bowling faked Green, one in Utah, Utah faked, faked one, one in Florida. Florida. <laughs> mm-hmm. so is he going to faked one in Ohio State? So is he going to fake one on air so he can get out of that kind? Yes. A, yeah. No <laughs> question. Oh, what do you got? Ethan? Going back to football. Well, I need I, football. I, I, I want to focus really quickly though on Clemson being at three because I actually think even if Clemson wins out, there's a chance they may not end up in the top four. And it's what are you talking ju- about? It's Strength of schedule. You look at the ACC. The ACC is so poor. Clemson is the only team in the top twenty-five. Realistically, they're the only team in the top 40 in the nation. I know what you mean. I don't know. I think if Oklahoma wins out, wins the Big 12, they have, in my opinion, a better resume than Clemson. If Oregon wins out and finishes with a Pac-12 championship... I put them in ahead of Clemson. You're nuts. They're unbeaten, the man. Pa- the Pac-12 has been a tougher conference than the ACC. They're unbeaten. Does I don't care. That wait, they're does, national wait, wait, champions. So Georgia, I mean, do, do, are you just moving Clemson out? Or I'm, I'm, I'm saying if you – well, it all depends on, first of all, what happens in the SEC championship right. game. But I think even if Georgia beats LSU, LSU is not dropping out of the top four. 
Actually, okay. I think Georgia beating LSU would, would. screw I think up it the job would because because a, you a nine and one team four would one would not drop out. No, I don't think one would drop out. I think LSU, if they lost, would drop to two. Okay. Or I don't three, think they yes. Would, two or three. Georgia would move up. Yep. Ohio State, if they were to win the Big Big Ten, they would one. move up. They'll be number oh, one. Ohio State. And then State you got then you got, yeah, Clemson, Ohio State then you got Clemson at they are pretty good. You got Clemson, Oregon, and possibly Oklahoma. I'm not disagreeing with your argument. I'm just because I, I do agree with your argument. I'm saying that Georgia beating LSU would legitimize legitimize. You know legitimate. what I mean? Yeah, legitimate. Legitimate. Yeah, argument legitimate. legitimate. Yeah. No, and, but, and, and that's what would help your argument. So we would only possibly see one undefeated team in the top four. Right. Correct. Right. Oh, correct. That's, that's and, I don't know, he, man. But, but, but he games. makes it, the it, only it, thing that would drown that out is the ACC yeah. With, yeah. with an undefeated record. Hold on, I'm going to say something. That, that's a good point by mm-hmm. you. It's not happening. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's good. I'm glad you broke I, I'm, it all I'm down. Only, I'm, I'm, only going, going I'm only going off of this because yeah. the, the committee has <laughs> the committee in past years has stressed <laughs> your your schedule matters. Clemson's yeah. schedule. Has been the probably one of the easiest ones to look through and say, who did they play? Well, who did they realistically play? They almost lost to a North Carolina team who right. this year has been trash. Well, for me, then that and goes the, back to the, the ACC, com- yeah. except for one team that they played last week who has been on the decline has been trash. But that goes back to the conversation Wake that Forest? I always yeah. like to have: is that there needs to they need to move it to six or eight then. If that's the case, then, because these are starting to become more about what the records are, mm-hmm. and it should always be about the records. But as in, like, I, I, who I, plays I who when they play in the last game? Like, literally, championship games should determine where you are at. And and if if well, say Alabama, even though they're still in the top five, and they play even with Tua out, and then they win out, you know. At the end of the season, then it moves. And then it, honestly, they should still have a. And I hate the SEC. You know I do. But they the should NFL? still have a chance to play <laughs> for a championship in the playoffs. They should because that goes to six and eight. Four four teams in 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 the in the playoffs is too little. I need more. I don't know. You're gonna have I, more. I, I'm fine with Alabama. Not, get there. Even if Alabama were to win out, in my opinion. Alabama's Un- done unless, Cle- unless Clemson, Georgia both lose before the conference Alabama championship game, mm-hmm. Alabama's not getting in because okay. they have no shot at winning a conference championship. And Nike, Nike's money gets gets will 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 trump we'll them. Oregon's yeah. still got to win out. No, I, I understand that, but they will. And and Condoleezza Rice, she'll get this right. Don't worry. <laughs> hey, we'll come back to this in just a couple of minutes. We got my good buddy Fred Human on the air. Freddie uh, out in East Lansing, and of course you knew him here at WDIV Detroit. One of the best in the biz. Joining us from East Lansing. What's up, Uncle Freddy? Tommy Maz, how you doing? Good to hear your voice, man. Hey, Corey, Pete, and Ethan are the other three voices in the house. Everyone say hi to Uncle hi, Fred. Hi, Fred. How you doing? <laughs> Mr. Human, how, how are you? Guys? Any friend of Maz is a friend of mine. All right. Thanks, Freddy. Hey, good to hear your voice, man. I wanted to get you beat. Hey, you've been in East Lansing for a long time now. And uh, what's going on with that program? I mean, yesterday at the press conference, they asked uh, – Mark D'Antonio, will he be the coach for game one next year against Northwestern? He says yes. Other Uh people have said he's retiring. No, they're not going to fire him because they have a home-picked AD. What's your take on it, Freddie? Well, no, I've never thought they were going to fire him. I thought that was a bunch of malarkey. They're not going to fire Mark D'Antonio from the mountain he has led them to over the years. Fans, sometimes media... Twitter-holic, social media people, uh, they fall in love with the present and what's happening lately. 
the bigger picture at Michigan State is he has been a home run hire. Oh, yeah. People forget where they were when he took over. People seem to forget Rose Bowls and uh, uh, BCS playoff games and trips to Indianapolis, which Michigan has never been to. Uh, you know, uh, people seem to forget what's happened in the past. That said, the program right now is in trouble. It seems to be in trouble for for various reasons. When when I say trouble, I don't mean in any legal trouble or anything like that. I, I mean, they've had five or six transfers. They're, they're playing with uh, an offensive lineman that the four of us could probably do as well as. Uh, they've got all kinds that. of injuries. They have a quarterback who's... Who's, who's been average but not great. Uh, they have a couple of running backs who's transferred, and, and they got their team captain who was busted for, you know, illegal drugs. So it's 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 an imperfect storm right now in East Lansing. What's the scoop on uh, – well, here's what I heard, Fred. You could correct me if I'm wrong. Be careful what you hear, but go ahead. Of course. You always have to be careful what you hear. I understand that he's probably going to retire, from what I understand. And his course is going to say, I'm going to be there. Because you want you get your assistant coaches, get their jobs, take care of, and uh, all that kind of stuff. It's Half of it's malarkey. I know all of that. But do you think he is retiring? I have felt all along, now if you'd asked me before yesterday, I felt all along that he will step away. That they'll, they'll have a cushy press conference and they'll, they'll work out whatever they owe him for that January bonus. They'll work that out. They'll say thank you. They'll sing Kumbaya, and they'll say it's been a great run. Uh, however, he's a man of his word. If he says he's going to be back next year, I guess I have to, have to take him at face value. Though I wasn't at the press conference yesterday. Right. No, I understand that. But you know, you don't you don't have to be to, to read the tea leaves. I mean, it is what it is. He said he's going to be there, but a well, lot I mean, of coaches if, say if they're going to be there. The man says he's going to be back next yeah. year. I have to take his word for it. Mm-hmm. What are but you I was surprised? But I was surprised he said that. Okay, let's take it off the sheet. Let's say he does retire. Do you have anybody yeah. that you would favor to take that job? Oh, man. I think Pat Narduzzi's a name that's, that's certainly going to hang out there. I think the coach at Stanford, uh, if he would leave for that job, I'm not sure he would, uh, would be a, a wonderful choice. I haven't compiled a list, Tommy. Sure. You're catching me off guard. No, no, it's okay, Fred. But, but Narduzzi would certainly be near the top of the list, I would think. Um, I don't have any other, uh, you know, there's not going to be anyone on staff who's going to take it over, obviously. No. So I would think uh, Narduzzi and the guy from Stanford, who am I thinking of? Help me out, David. Uh, what's his name? You got me, too. So <laughs> you Stanford caught me coach. off guard, too. Fred, Fred, this is yeah, Fred. This is Pete Spivak. I was just going to quickly ask you, what about um, the uh, Minnesota head coach PJ Fleck? Even though he just signed signed an extension with such an extensive uh, kind of uh, reputation, good reputation here in Michigan, would you see him possibly stepping up to that job? Uh, Not at this point. I really don't think at this point. And I know that PJ was not as high on the list the last time. I don't think Michigan State thinks as much as P.J. Fletch as the rest of the people do. Let me just say it that way. Gotcha. Um, I, the other guy that, that I failed to mention that would be out there, although his stock in the NFL hasn't necessarily risen, is a former Spartan captain, Pat Shermer. Right. I, I would think Pat Shermer would be at the head of the list, although Pat Shermer has almost an identical personality as Mark D'Antonio. Yeah, he does. He's not fiery. He tends to be uh, a little blasé. You know, he's not a guy that's going to... To, to light fire under the program. Uh, he's not going to win any press conferences. He's just a good football man. But I would think Shermer would be up there, too. 
But, you know, I'm, I'm really hesitant to start naming replacements before the man says he's going to retire. So exactly. the man says he's coming back, i got to take him at face value. Though I have thought all along until yesterday that he would step away. Fred Human joining us, longtime uh, sports anchor here in Detroit and, of course, out in East Lansing, uh, talking about Michigan State and where they go from here. Let's go to the Michigan-Ohio State uh, game coming up here in another week. Well, Michigan's still got to beat Indiana. All right, We'll, we'll get mm-hmm. that out of the way. Indiana's a pretty damn good team. But uh, do you think anyone has been beating Ohio State this year? No, I don't. Okay. I, well, not in this league. Not from this league. No. I agree with the, I agree with Fred. I, I, I don't see Michigan winning that game. Uh, I don't. I think they. Uh, I think they really put it together against Michigan State, and uh, Patterson played as good a game as I've seen him play. I think other than that, he's been fairly mediocre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think he's been an elite quarterback. I think Michigan has some flaws, and I don't see them beating Ohio State on any planet, uh, whether here, there, or otherwise. I just don't think they're at that caliber. And MSU needs two wins to get into a bowl game. They get Rutgers this week. They're actually favored by 23 against Rutgers, and then they play Maryland. I mean, mean, would you lay 23 points if if you're a better? Would you take Michigan State? I I thought it was 21, Tommy. I I wouldn't lay it, and I wouldn't take it. (laughs) (laughs) Just stay away, huh? I think Rutgers is trouble. I mean, I could see Michigan State going in there and winning that game by 28, and I could see them winning it by 7. You know, Michigan State has been that kind of team this year. Little unpredictable. Perennially, they have. I mean, historically, they have not been a team for whatever it's worth. It covers the spread right. very well if you follow that stuff. Of course. Um, but but uh, you know, broadly off that game, I wouldn't. I, <laughs> but I'm with you. I say 23 points against Michigan State for anybody. That's tempting. No That's doubt about it. Hey, Fred, real quick, you know, I'm taking a look at the recruiting class for Michigan State. It's actually not too bad. Now, I went to a smaller Division One school. I went to Bowling Green. Same for Ethan oh, over here. Mm-hmm. Now, Bowling Green uh, is going through its own troubles, but it, it basically is a program that lives and thrives off of good chemistry through three-star players. And I'm looking at the, uh, uh, because that's all basically, you know, max schools can really get. I mean, every once right. in a while, a four-star might walk in there. But if there's anybody to rebuild a program, especially Michigan State, wouldn't it be Mark D'Antonio? Because I'm looking at his recruiting class now. He's got 17 recruits, and 16 of them are four, are three stars. Only one of them four stars, and it's just it doesn't look like it's it, it's not nationally ranked powerfully, but it doesn't look like it's you know death end of the road. And I just I, I mean I seem to I, I do have confidence in Mark D'Antonio being able to rebuild that program. I mean, well that's been his history too. He hasn't built his program in a four and five star guys. He just right. Hasn't. He's made players to see Le'Veon Bell, who nobody else wanted, and uh, you know there's a number of players he's he's made stars. That's what he's done best. That's what he and his staff has done best: is taking two and three star guys and making them NFL players. I mean, look at the people he's produced in the NFL. Look mm-hmm. at the quarterbacks in the NFL. Exactly. And I, and I go back to my point. I understand why people are a little down on the Spartans right now, but when you look at D'Antonio in the big picture. He's done a well of a job at Michigan State, and I think people get short-sighted on what's happened recently. The last couple of years and three of the last four have been very disappointing. But I, I'm, I'm not. I, I would not be if I were a Spartan fan. I'd be careful about saying let's get a new and better coach because exactly uh, one of his weaknesses, one of the I think legitimate criticisms of Mark D'Antonio is he's been loyal to a fault, loyal to a fault to his staff. Uh, rather than replacing people, he reshuffled people, and of course that's under high scrutiny now because not a lot has changed. But uh, if somebody said to me the worst thing about me was I was being loyal to my staff, I, I'd take that to my grave. And he's got an eight and five record against Michigan. I mean, why get rid of that? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, again, they're not going to get rid of him. No. Uh, but uh, it's, it's just a matter of whether he'll step away. And, uh, again, taking him at face value yesterday, I have to believe if he said the man says he's coming back, I think he, he's probably coming back. All right, Freddie. Hey, before we let you go, we've got to get you on a, on a high note. How about the MSU basketball team? Yeah, what, do you, what, do you expect yeah, that, what do you expect out of them this year? They're really solid. Well, I, I, I think, the, again, we, we talk about people overreacting to the negative. I think sometimes people overreact the other way, too, and have them because they're a preseason number. Right. Right. Number one is an automatic Final Four. I don't know that yet. I haven't seen enough of the other teams, uh, you know, and I haven't really seen enough of this team. They're good. Uh, but I don't. I, I wouldn't pencil them into the Final Four. But with that coach and that reputation and some of the leaders they have in the program, doggone it, I'd like them a lot better if Joshua Langford were healthy because he's a really good player and who knows if he'll play again. Well, hopefully uh, he but will. they'll be solid. They'll be good. They'll be there every year. But I wouldn't pencil them into the Final Four. All right, Freddie. I appreciate it. I wanted to hear your voice again. It was good to hear you, man. All right, you too, Tommy. Guys, nice. Uh, stay close to Tommy. You'll do well. You got it. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Fred. Fred. Uncle Freddie. Fred Human from uh, East Lansing joining us. Thanks a lot, Freddie. And uh, right. you heard him. You know, he takes the man at his word. He thinks Mark D'Antonio, he, up till yesterday, just like all of us, thought he was going to pack it in. But if he says he's going to be there, you, know, you take the guy at his word, you I do. guess. You mm-hmm. do. And like I said, you have to kind of... I think Mark is kind of saying, "I'm not going out like this." Yeah, I won't. I ain't going I won't out go like, like this. No, I yeah, I think I might right be right. I, and that doesn't mean that next year that's the time he does it. And right. even if he has a terrible record next year, I think he still wants to be like, you know what? I gave a lot to this school. You guys have given a lot to me. This past year has been crap for everybody up here in Lansing. I want. There just to be a little ray of sunshine shining over Lansing I when, I, when I decide to go. Well, I was going to say, and when he decides to go, he's going to be making the choice. I don't think it's going to be Michigan State saying, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to take uh, PJ right. Fleck over here. We'll take Jim Jones over here. No, no, no. It's going to be, Mark, uh, who would you like to uh, run this ship while right. you, when you're gone? That's what, That'll be the first question. No, that's, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I got another sidebar story for uh, Mark D'Antonio. There's another thing I heard through the grapevine. <laughs> you know, the grapevine can always hey, lie to you. A lot, of grapes <laughs> in the, a lot of grapes in that vine. Keep but, eating, man. Keep eating. Back in the day when Michigan had Lloyd Carr, and Lloyd Carr was going to retire. Bill Martin was the AD, and from what I understand, Billy Bill Martin. Martin sat Bill Martin sat down with him and said, "Who do you want to take over this program?" And he would think he would say Mike DeBoard, you know, uh, sure. this guy, this guy, whatever. You know who we picked? Who? Take a guess. Hoke. Mark D'Antonio. Oh no! Oh, did he really? Yeah, wow. there you go. <laughs> he was in his first year at Michigan State. Okay. In his first year, and they wanted to pluck him from there. He want, he, Lloyd said. Go get that guy. Yeah, yeah. Lloyd no, knew what was coming. How about that? That would have been a weird situation. Like, when, yeah. I would never see that. I don't ever see no. that ever happening, but I hear you. But yeah. isn't that something? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how much that Lloyd Carr be, thought of this guy. That's great. Mark D'Antonio. If, if you're, if, to anybody out there listening, if you don't drink or do drugs or anything like that, if that ever happened, a Michigan State <laughs> coach going to Michigan, you would automatically get high. Yeah. Because nobody would know what the so heck's going high. on here. <laughs> nobody would know what's going on. Hey, let me tell you about the Michigan sneak exchange off of that, okay? Our good friends Juan, Neil, Jake Schreier, and Julian Evans, means of labels and logos and loose cannon flagship, are going to be hosting the Michigan Sneaker Exchange at the old Cobo Center, now the new TCF Center, on December 7th. Vendors from around the state will be in attendance, swapping sneakers, showing off the latest trends in fashion. December 7th, noon to 6, 20 bucks at the door or online. Get you in. TCF Center, formerly Cobo. 
For tickets and tables, visit MichiganSneakerExchange.com. Exchanges with an X. And you cleaned, that sounds up, fun. You cleaned up your, uh, your, your New Balances, right? Oh, yeah. My, okay, my $30 New Balances. <laughs> I'm going to put them up there and see what I can get for them. Look at Pete. Yeah, Peter's got some really good New Balances on Oh, those are, oh wow. Look at those. Those are nice. Oh, yeah. What those are About 28 bucks at Kohl's? Hey, I love them. No, no, no. i got to go to the exchange now. All right. Get some new NBs. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Where were we before we were talking about the college football playoff? Well, uh, we're, we're, about to get, said, we're about to get ready to go into the Pistons, aren't we? Yeah, we were. But Cle- uh, Ethan said the Clemson was going to get knocked out of that top four. Oh, so yeah, we'll, that's we'll, have to see, yeah. we'll have to see where that goes. Well, yeah. it's all up to Condoleezza. It is. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, how about those uh, Detroit Pistons? They take on the Bulls tonight, 8 o'clock for that game. By the way, LeBron James last night got a triple-double. He is now... The first player to ever record triple doubles against all thirty yeah. teams. That's it. But in that's the NBA. but that's a sweet stat. It is a great that's stat. That's a sweet yeah. stat. As much no as matter, I don't like the guy, I know, you I know he's a terrific and player. I really am not a fan either. But that's a sweet stat. It is where, a sweet where do you, stat. Where do you see the, the four and nine record? I know injuries have plagued us, but four and nine record. Wow, are we really getting to that point again? Yeah. Where we're that no, team? And, and you can't trade Blake's contract, unfortunately. And with you're going to te- have to get rid of Reggie. Right, and with the yeah. team that we have, it's like, wow, we can't really finish out games. Nope. We can start them off strong. And when we have, like, when that first game when Blake came back and Rose is there and Drummond was there. Was that the game Kennard, we lost? The game that we lost. <laughs> yeah, with everybody We had our yeah. All-Stars, minus Jackson, which I still think we should get rid of him. That's my opinion because I don't think get he's rid of Drummond while I don't think he too. schemes well with the, that front court. But, I agree. Let's face well, it, everyone wants to just break this team up. It needs to be I, broken need to. up. Or build around Blake. You know what? No. Build no, around Blake. No. Get, get a younger Bad version knee. of Blake and build no, no, around no, 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 Build no, no, around no. Blake and with younger Oklahoma talent. Oklahoma Blake is gone. I just yeah. feel like you don't need a Drummond on the court anymore. I know Great. what you mean. Yeah. You I don't. know what you mean. He impedes a lot of, of plays. He thinks he's I a... was begging for Bradley Beal. Oh, I yeah. I was begging, pleading for Bradley Beal. Me, That's yeah. a guy you build mm-hmm. around. Yep. He's 29. Yeah. Yep. Think twenty eight, twenty nine. They broke That's the bank to keep him. Then, I know, the but the, sure. and they had to the the the, the capitals or the, the wizards had the to keep him. The bullets had to yeah. keep him. Yep. Yeah, right, right. I yeah. mean, yeah. one team I was always like animate about. Let's trade uh, Andre Drummond to was. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, the oh, yeah, they, yeah, at the time they had Anthony Davis, Davis already. Yep. Give them Drummond. Ask for a few of their younger players yep. who. You know that scheme would have, have gone nice. off to other teams since, like Julius Randle. I take Julius Randle over Andre Drummond. He yeah. is a more versatile player. Well, that's what the Pistons did when they tried to get rid of Greg Monroe. Yeah, well, they were like, "Oh, we'll send him to New, to New Jersey. He'll fit right in." And with, I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, yeah, I'm not <laughs> Richard Jefferson on and as a player because the numbers are there. But, He's the best but, rebounder in basketball. But and that's that. But, but that, in but the scheme it. of how yeah. the Pistons and and, and yeah, how, and how Casey wants to kind of run this exactly. team. He doesn't fit in that he's front not a five. Casey he doesn't, yeah. I mean, and it's 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 irritating because he's gotten better. His free throw percentage has gotten has has one up. His rebounds have obviously stayed consistent and mm-hmm. have gotten better. His scoring ability is getting better, but that's it. That's but, all you have. Well, you can't scheme around that and still have Kennard do 30 points a game exactly. or have Rose try to score inside or Blake shooting from the outside perimeter. You have to get rid of Drummond because he is not a bad player. He just doesn't fit in the As scheme. long as Tom Gores runs this team, Drummond's mm-hmm. here. I know. Can as long as he keeps throwing T-shirts into the stands, <laughs> yeah. Drummond's here. I do want to emphasize, you said improving his scoring capability. He does. 
when he, it's just him. I mean, he's improved his scoring numbers. I don't know that he's really improved his scoring capability. By being able to make free throws, his numbers have gone up. Yep. But he still can only make baskets from five feet away. It's okay. He's I know. Inside, I know what you mean. He's old mid-range. school inside center. Yeah, he shouldn't be going any further. But he's, he's not feet. Bill Lambeer. But no. he's also a center that thinks he's a ball handler. He is not a ball. Oh, I love no. when he brings the ball up the exactly. court. It's hilarious. <laughs> or, or he gets the ball. because no one else wants <laughs> no. the same ball. Everyone's running away from him. But you, got, but you got to agree that centers are not a thing in the NBA anymore. No, they but, aren't. But, but the thing is, at least a five on pretty much every other team in the NBA can handle the ball. Mm-hmm. With some confidence, I see him dribble the ball, and I'm like, "All you need to do as a defender is go up I, and well, get it in his face." Not, but that's another thing: his defensive moves and steals are, 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 and rebounds are fine. But when it comes down to those final seconds of the fourth quarter, where you're down or you're up, he doesn't full court press. He doesn't attack when he needs to. He's tired. Obviously, you have to worry about his minutes well, on the court. He gets beat off the dribble. He, he gets beat off the dribble every single time. On the, on the effort in the dribble, yeah. yes. And he can't set a pick. Plant your feet. Put him down. You're a big dude. Set hey. the pick. Pick and roll. Oh. Hey, for more on the Pistons, we have, we have another friend joining, Maz and Friends, here on NRM Streamcast. It's Dana Garuder, longtime Pistons uh, beat writer. Uh, Dana was at the Malice at the Palace. Matter of fact, I think he lost a pair of glasses there, a laptop. <laughs> I think he got a shirt ripped. He was assaulted. He was assaulted. We have a man that was assaulted at the Malice at the Palace 15 years ago. It just seems like yesterday, Dana. Welcome in. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing good, man. We got Corey, we have Ethan, and of course we have Pete Spivak in the house here. So take <laughs> us back to that day 15 years ago when Derek Coleman told Steven Jackson he would kill him <laughs> and go from there. Uh, well, I can tell you that it, it was late in the game. Of course, it was the last minute of the game. And uh, most of the fans had left. Yeah, it was a blowout. It, 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 they were down 15. Yeah. and So most of the people were out of there in the, last, in the previous 10 minutes. Or, you know, I mean... They had just come to a point where most of the fans had already gone to their cars or were on their way to their cars when all this stuff happened. I was writing a, uh, what they call a running story, trying to get a story done. Right. Uh, and my head was down, and all of a sudden I looked up, and there was all this commotion in front of me with Ben <laughs> and, and, and the Pacers. And I saw Ben throw a, a, like a towel or a little towel or a, maybe it was a wristband or something. At our test was laying on that scores table right in front of me, and um, but it seemed like things were just about to calm down. And then I looked behind me, and there's our test taking a swing at the fans, <laughs> and then everything got crazy. And um, I, 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 I smart, I, what I thought was smartly closed the lid of my laptop and just stood my ground. Oh boy! <laughs> no, mind you, Dana. Just well, Dana, that, Dana, real what quick. What happened about thirty seconds later was that, unbeknownst to me, Jermaine O'Neal threw a security guard backward, <gasps> and his the, the security guard's foot kind of grazed my glasses and knocked them off. Now I found my glasses with some help from Chris McCoskey. He, he saw them on the ground, and then, so they were fine. But then I turned around and I said, "Where's my laptop?" And what happened was when that security guy got thrown backwards, he knocked the laptop off the table behind me, and by the time I retrieved it, somebody had stepped on it. Oh, man. <laughs> Did that story ever get, uh, get uh, in? So, Did you ever get that story in? 
Well, here's, well, here's the crazy thing. So, I, so they, what happened after that was they took the press back into the press room. I'm sure you, as you, you were in there, in there many times. You know that press room that was kind of a cafeteria slash press room. We were just kind of like trapped in there. So I was I, I was writing my story. What the problem was, the, the machine still worked, and I wrote my story. I couldn't send it, and it turned out eventually that it was the computers in the office that were messed up. I eventually had to go back to the office to rewrite my story because I couldn't send my story. But in between that, they kept us in that room, and then they, they scored the Pacers. Nobody got any Pacers. If you, if you, there was no interviews with the Pacers, obviously, because every, he just got escorted out of there. Once of course. Straight to the bus and got him out of there. We didn't get a chance to talk to any of the players. This is all a violation of NBA media rules, by the way. Of course. And the only person who, who talked about the game was Larry Brown. That was it. When he, he, they had him hold a press conference, and that was it. They got everybody else out of there. Um, but it was it was, uh, it was a dad, and I, not only I should never forget, but I think it, in a lot of ways, and of course the NBA changed dramatically after that in terms of the fans they allowed to sit down in the lower bowl because they kind of priced all those passionate fans out of there. Yep. And, and I, I, you know, and just in general, and this was in, in the long run a negative thing, I think, is that the, the, if you went to a Pistons game during that time, I covered, like, all the home games. Yeah. There was a totally different vibe in that building. It was, those fans had a love fest for that team, and they were, into yeah, every play. I agree with you there. If you got Pistons tickets, you were they didn't just get tickets. They were making posters. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. was wearing the fro wigs. Oh yeah. You know, there, there was a real passion in the stands that you that never energy. see anymore. Yeah, that mm-hmm. energy. Dan, I, uh, it's Pete here. I had to kind of giggle when you said you stood your ground because I don't think these folks in here know that you're only about 5'6". Like, about about 150 soaking wet, and when you said you stood your ground, I just was like, that was great, man. Was, you just stay, you're like, come on, bring it on. Yeah, well, I, I, I was kind of, because I, when, I, when I initially happened, because everybody was jumping over the scores table, and all I saw were these giant sneakers coming at me. <laughs> and I'm just trying to stand like, let's move, you know? Like, <laughs> they would have been great at the sneaker And all of a sudden, my glasses go flying somewhere, and I'm like, oh, gee. To be in the middle of a melee. That is awesome. awesome. Hey, the, pa- melee, yeah. the Pacers play-by-play well, play guy. The other people, the ones who were sitting behind me, like some of the columnists and other people, they had to get worse because their tables were knocked over. Oh, yeah, they that's they right. were really no man's land over there. The Pacers yeah, I, play-by-play guy, Dana, had five broken vertebrae. He got trampled by Ron Artest oh in that game. Gosh. Yeah, you know, I never, I never realized that until well after the fact. Yeah. I had no idea that that happened. I didn't know he, I didn't know he knocked over his play-by-play guy that hard. Yeah. <laughs> and Ben Wallace's brother even got into melee. He punched Fred Jones <laughs> in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He was up, he was up, yeah I, re- I remember all of it because I think yeah. he got charged with some sort of. Uh, Crime or misdemeanor or something. It was Derek Coleman and Steven Jackson, really, that got the thing going. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But and then D, then DC kind of mm-hmm. disappeared. Where the hell did he go? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Derek Coleman uh, running away. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the fan, there was a fan that looked like, uh, I don't know if you guys watched uh, the HBO show, Entourage. Uh, yeah. The guy looked like Turtle was Turtle. one of the guys. <laughs> Turtle, I mean, the guy that looked like Turtle was absolutely, they beat the living piss out of him. <laughs> in fact, Jerry uh, Ferreira, who plays Turtle on Entourage, even tweeted out yesterday, yeah. that was not me at the palace. <laughs> Dana Garuda joining well, us, I, I former Oakland what, Press. Know, uh, just talking about Jermaine O'Neal real quick. <laughs> if he hadn't slipped on the on the court while he was punching that guy right in front of bench, he probably would have killed him. He would have. Oh, yeah, he, he yeah. would have killed him. Yeah. He would have changed his face then because, it, it, you know, he, he just kind of slipped while he was swinging at him. Otherwise... That guy was, guy's face would have been on the other side of the arena, you know? <laughs> That's a big athletes, man. Dana Garuda joining us, a uh, longtime Pistons beat writer. Uh, we talked about the malice at the Palace. Let's talk a little bit about this team now, uh, this team that there aren't many people that are in love with this team. You talked about the love fest of the old four team and back in the uh, going-to-work days, and yeah. I love that team. Go Every time I go to the Palace... It was some, it was so energy. exciting to energy. go to the palace, mm-hmm. and you know what? When they moved to Detroit, I thought it might be a good move, but they took that yeah. Oakland County heart away because those were Oakland County fans that yeah, went to that yeah, game, yeah, those 100%. games, and they're not going downtown. I mean, it's, it's funny that I mean, you go to a Pistons game, it's just as dead there as it was yeah. at the Palace the last few years of the, you know, of the Palace. I mean, they they just uh, there's no vibe, there's no. no you know, there's, there's just no atmosphere there at all. You know, I mean, they try to manufacture it yeah. with all the loud music, right. dancing, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, but it doesn't work. You know. Mm-hmm. You don't have a good team, it doesn't work. <laughs> they do a nice job there of putting a show on. It's always a great show. NBA games are a great show. I mean, I love going. To me, it's my favorite sport to actually go and right. sit down and yeah. watch. They have, you know, to get down there. And you don't want to sit up in the rafters when you're watching a basketball yeah. game. You want to get down as, as yeah. close as you can. And in the media, we're lucky enough that we have great seats uh, and to see. And hopefully, get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, to get punched in the face like Dana did. <laughs> I mean, that's what you want. But what do you. Well, we all argue here. Corey's a big basketball fan mm-hmm. here, and he's he wants Andre Drummond out of here in the worst in the worst way. <laughs> they want he, Reggie Jackson out of here. I got Ethan who wants Blake Griffin out of here. What, no, what, I what's want your, Blake Griffin here. Right. I want what's, Drummond gone. What's your take on the on the whole team here right now, Dana? Uh, well, they're kind of they're kind of in a cycle of mediocrity, and one of the big problems they had obviously was that Blake was hurt at the beginning of the season, and they had the busiest schedule at the start of the season than any other team. They played so many games early on without him. They lost, so they played 10 or 10 plus games without him. And then, of course, he comes back. He's not going to be playing 35 minutes right away. So they, they had a back-to-back and they couldn't play in the next game. They just need to, hopefully now that they've had a few days off and they've had a chance to practice, they can get into some sort of groove. But I think their ultimate groove is, is like probably a 500 type team. I wouldn't worry about Reggie Jackson so much because he's not going to be there next year. And I, I agree don't with think you. Contract is tradable unless somebody just wants to off, you know, offload some salary. But that's not as big a deal as it used to be for for teams to do that. Yeah. But I um, mean, he becomes a free agent at the end of the year. They're not going to resign him. No. Um, Drummond is kind of a weird case because the free agent market is so weak next summer. He's actually probably going to be the most popular free agent out there. Wow. If you can believe that. I mean, he's got some skill that nobody else has, which is, as you said, he's probably the best rebounder in, in the world, you know? Uh, but whether he fits alongside Blake, Blake Griffin long-term is another story. And so 
Yeah, they're in kind of a tough, it's a tough spot to be in because if you lose Drummond, okay, you're really going through the long rebuild mode. Well, you've been in a rebuild mode for 10 years, you yeah, know? Right, right. And so so that's the, that's the hard part. It's not like they were towards during the Dumars era when they finally had to say, okay, this ain't working. We've got we, you know, we to try something different. They're, you know, if you let Drummond go and just, you know, an offload that salary, I mean, you could hit the reset button, but damn. You better hit, you better hit, hit somebody in the lottery like a Luka Doncic or a Trey Young or somebody like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, this this uh, franchise is just going to continue to just you know spin its wheel. Remember the last time they had all that money to spend? They didn't even know who to spend it on. They gave it to Charlie yeah. Villanueva. And mm-hmm. Who was the other guy they signed with Villanueva? Ben Gordon. Ben yeah, Gordon. Ben Gordon. Oh, I mean, that was a disaster of a team. That, that, well, that, that, that was the beginning end because mm-hmm. if you realize, they, you know, I was, on, I was traveling at the time to Charlotte, and somebody looked at their phone when we landed and said, oh, the Pistons traded Chauncey Billups. I'm like, this guy's got to be crazy. But, um, and that was when they traded for Iverson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, or, you know, the thought behind it was actually kind of good because they had to break the team. You know, they had to hit a wall. They weren't going to get past the Eastern Conference Finals. They kept losing in the, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right. They had to kind of something. They opened up some cap space, but there was no Kevin Durant type player out there during the free agent market. So Dumars was thinking, well, we got to get better offensive players in here. So they signed, you know, Ben Gordon and Joe Whalen were offensive players, but they couldn't play any defense. Horrible. (laughs) Um, And and so that that kind of was the the decline. By the way, there was something, another thing about Ben Gordon. Early on in his career with the Pistons, he. The, 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 the Sixers came to them and said, "Would you like to trade Gordon for uh, Iguodala?" Oh, and they, and Dumars turned it down. Oh, wow, of course, you would have been a great they, teammate. At the time, it was like Gordon had been just—he just signed them fairly recently, mm-hmm. and they wanted to give it a shot to see if it was going to work out there. Well, of course, it never worked out. They had Gordon, you had Hamilton, you had Prince, you had all these wing guys, and you yeah. didn't have any big guys. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, and I think it, it was. Uh, you know, shortly after Larry Brown left, mm-hmm. and he really kind of was the reason why he pulled all those oh, yeah. that talent together yeah. and and schemed it so well that they won a championship for a reason, not because well, of a mm-hmm. one player. Or a they were great, they, one to two. No, it was a great, yeah, all the way through. Team. And then you had Saunders come in, and you had all these other coaches mm-hmm. kind of try to fit this scheme of what Larry Brown did, and it just didn't well, work. Well, Flip was yeah. a hell of a coach. Flip was, was a hell of a coach, say, but... Flip kind of held it together until yeah. the pieces right. were, were, were falling moved. apart. Yeah. Right, exactly. And it just, it, it took, you saw that energy go out when Larry kind mm-hmm. of went out, and then all of a sudden the pieces started to move, and then now, I, I honestly believe that Dwayne Casey is a great coach. He did mm-hmm. a fantastic job uh, with... Toronto. Toronto. And then they shipped and, him out. And then they yeah, shipped right. him out. But he needs those pieces like yeah. Larry Brown had those pieces to make that scheme work again. Well, and with Larry Brown and that, you know, going to work team, it wasn't yeah. just the talent. It was the personality, the attitude that the team brought to the to the court every mm-hmm. night. This team has no attitude. None. It's yeah, okay, we're gonna right. go out and play basketball and we're gonna either dominate or just kind of lean over Flat, and let yep them dominate and i am perfectly fine with letting a guy like drummond walk me too yes there is not a lot of star power in this free agent class but there are some 
you know, pieces that you could pull together and have a good, you know, three or four man signings that could make this team a better team. I mean, you got guys like Brandon Ingram, DeMar DeRozan, Marcus Gasol. DeMarcus Cousins is a free agent again next year. Yeah. He's a better shooter. Yeah. He maybe he's a little bit less of a rebounder, but he's a great defender. He, bring, he brings an attitude. I mean, he's injury prone, but, but he brings an attitude. Sure. I like a I like a big man who brings an attitude. Andre Drummond's attitude that he brings, from what I see, is I don't know if I'm going to give a hundred percent tonight. Yeah, right. That's no, the I attitude. agree with you totally on that. Yeah. And Dana Garuda still on the horn with us here. Speaking of, is there a trade that can be made uh, out there this year? If you're going to lose Drummond, why not deal him? Well, that 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 that's a possibility, but I mean, um, then what kind of trade Taking are you looking contract. for? Are you looking for draft picks? Or are you looking for uh, another established player? I think a uh, player and some draft picks. I mean, if he can, if he can, if I mean, is if there someone can. out there I that mean, would want I mean, him? That, that, that's not that, that's a possibility, and of course, and when you talk about Jackson, I mean, because he's got he's making what about seventeen million? I mean, if you if it's a kind of a contract deal where you acquire a guy who's making a lot of money. Another kind of star player, or, or, or close to it, uh, all star player. That's a possibility. But um, you know, I think the most important guy on the team right now is the guy they drafted in the uh, in the first I agree. round. Yeah. Yeah. Doombay, yeah. Doombay, I mean, yeah. he, if he turns into uh, a, a Siakam type player, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that they they need to really turn the the franchise around. They need some of these picks to develop into somebody who turns into a star. Right. You know, and they just haven't, that just hasn't happened. They've had some, you know, Canard's turned into a pretty good player, but mm-hmm. he's not a superstar. No, no he's a good you shooter. Know, but uh, yeah. you, you need a star. You need stars. You need difference makers. And you got to hope, like, you, you get lucky in that draft and you, and you pick one of those players, you know, and hopefully that kid develops into something. Too bad they didn't grab Donovan Mitchell when they had a chance uh, instead mean, of taking yeah. Kennard. Give me oh, more yeah, thon maker. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, Mitchell's a really excellent player, and, uh, and he's better than Kennard. You'd rather have Mitchell on your team than Kennard. But at least it wasn't like a bad pick. It wasn't like a Stanley Johnson pick, you know? Right. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Dan, I'm going to have a little fun with you. Maybe these guys will play along. What do no. Doug Collins, Alvin Gentry, George Irvin, or Irvine, and Rick Carlisle have in common? I don't expect you to know the answer, but I'm just seeing if you happen to possibly know the answer. Read them again. Uh, I know what they all did. Yeah, they Doug were. Collins, Alvin Gentry, George Irvine, and Rick Carlisle. They were around the late the Pistons. Yes, the late. Uh, when, the, when the Pistons were wearing teal jerseys. And reports say that the old teal uniforms could be uh, brought back as an alternate in 2022. What are your What is your opinion the on teal. the teal uniforms? <laughs> I know my buddy still has a Grand Hill jersey. I, I would rather they bring back 50 when season. That was <laughs> <laughs> oh man! There wow. you go. Hey Dana, thanks for hopping on with us, buddy. We appreciate it. And, uh, All right, no problem. Sorry about your glasses and your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Dana Garuda, That's former great. Oakland Press. Now he's just uh, he's a, one of the beat writers for the Pistons. Yep. Always covering. Yeah, he does the, the free press and the news. Yeah. Does it all. He's everywhere, and he's a great horse picker. Yes, he is. He's a Terrific member of the Whip and Nene podcast. Did he, make any, did he make any money on the Breeders' Cup? He did spectacular. Did he? And you didn't follow him, of course. I, 
you know what? Because it, us horse players have to pick our yeah, own we, horses. You know, you know exactly. You yeah. know, being a horse player for you those of you out there who don't know about handicapping, it's a lot of homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you do your own homework. And when your buddy leans over and says, "Hey, I really like this horse," and you scratched him off, you're like, "Nah, you're beyond, what do you know?" You know, <laughs> but you look I, at him again. I know, yeah. and yeah. he ended up winning. He cleared about. I think he literally cleared about 800. Nice, good for him. Yeah, That's a good he day. knows how to handicap. That's a good day. But you know what? You beat him the next day, and I can beat you the next day. That's just the way handicapping goes. Yeah. Someone's always buying everybody else dinner. Yeah. A guy that always wins is Mr. Matt. He's been serving Metro Detroit's floor mat needs for over 50 years. So let your business slip and fall at the savings with them before winter hits. They also offer logo mats, office or restroom cleaning, window cleaning, mops, towels, anything your business can use. It's Mr. Matt. 800 344 0095 or email my buddy Joe at joe at mrmattrental.com. That's joe at mrmatrental.com. Cool. Now, uh, I know you're a hoops fan, and Carmelo Anthony came back, and the, the uh, Blazers <laughs> give him a shot, yep. brought him in. Mm-hmm. He's been laid off for a while now. Yeah. He hasn't been on a court since uh, 2018, 2018, November of 2018. I think yeah, so. It's you, a year off. You give him the shot. I mean, yeah, that's great. Scored it's Carmelo. It's night. Mello. Mello yeah. is basketball, but does he have what Mello had? Syracuse Mellow? Yeah, wow. does he have Syracuse Mellow? I mean, he doesn't have to have it. No. He comes off the bench and gives you 10 or 15 points. <laughs> but dang, like, if you're going to... If you're going to bring Mello back, there has mm-hmm. to be a reason. Man, as you can get 10 or 15 I points mean, from any player, why does it have to be Mello? Well, I mean, yeah. he's, he's got, really killed. I didn't like yeah. the way he went out, and I'm glad he's getting another shot sure. here. And I wouldn't mind seeing him stick the whole year with Portland, who is a yeah. hell of a team. Yeah. The only thing I do like about the signing is Mello has the veteran leadership that that team kind of lacks. I mean, yeah, you got Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum. They've been in the league long enough. Which is a great combination, by the way. when you talk about the the kind of the postseason experience, the contending experience, they don't have that. Carmelo brings that. Um, And, you know, I think the veteran leadership, that experience could push them if, you know, the talent all gels together. Could be a Western Conference Finals team. Portland has been jonesing for a title for a long time. Yeah. Long well, is anyone going to beat the Lakers? That's the the, the you question. Know, I, yes. Yes. I truly I hope so. I but they get Boogie Cousins back yeah, when he comes back. Yeah. I mean, yep. well, but until, my, until my, hit somebody. My whole thing is, if Davis goes down with an injury or LeBron goes down with an injury, I have no faith in that Laker team. Not enough to bench. They, they put so much money into LeBron James and Anthony Davis yep. that they threw together a bunch of scraps. And traded away and a pretty good player away. in, um, uh, what's his name, from Kuzma. Michigan? Uh, no, from Michigan. Oh, Alonzo Mo Wagner. No, Mo Wagner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, Mo well, they traded Mo what Wagner. About, what they, a ball. You know, they yeah. they yeah. traded <laughs> a great shooting guard or an up-and-coming shooting guard, let's put it this way, in Josh Hart. And you got now... You forgot the, Kuzma. And you, well, they still got yeah, Kuzma there. They have Kuzma. But Kuzma's been... A little injury prone of as of late too, but the big thing is like your starting point guard is Rajon Rondo. Yep, good Oof. pass, good good, good you know good passer. Back not, in the not, day, a, not a great score. Nope. Contavious Caldwell Pope is your starting shooting guard. Hey, KCP. we like it. Well, I'd take him back in Detroit. I don't know. I like Luke Kennard over KCP. Really? I think Luke Kennard yeah, is a right better passer, sure, yeah. a better ball handler. You know, the, the, sure. the shot-making ability is about the same. He's, he's on his way energy. up, by the way. He's got yeah. great energy. KCP is you know, at, you know, coming towards yeah. the end. Right. And don't forget, the Lakers have Dwight Howard. That's right. Oh, <laughs> For the second time. Second time's the charm. I and know. then next year, they'll trade him, and then 
bring him back. No, he needs to retire. After the year, he needs to retire. I wonder you if know, the Lakers look like, you know, honestly, I've been watching the Lakers a little bit more than the Pistons just because they're winning record. Yeah, why not? You have to keep an eye on them. But they all look like they're like ready like after the game to go to a coffee shop and talk about like hip music or like, whatever. <laughs> the hairstyles, the sneakers, the outfits are starting to get ridiculous. Speaking of the Lakers, did I see that Rob Gronkowski danced with the Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Serena Williams. Yeah. Serena Williams. James and Corden. James Corden, yes. <laughs> Boy, when, when all you have to do is drink beer for the rest of your life, it must be a lot of fun. <laughs> He's living his best life That's what this I'm saying. Year. It must be fun. Yeah. It's like a dog. He's yeah. literally like, and I say that respectfully, yeah. he's like living like a dog, you know, dog's best life, you know, yeah. just laying on the couch, hanging out. He's yeah. living like his best years, like, no yeah. problem. Do you know, he, he, didn't spend, he didn't spend any of his NFL money yet. Did you know that? No, I know. He, he needs to be smart. He has lived only on his, his uh, endorsements. I yeah, would love great. if he pulled a Kramer. And went down to like Del Boca, went down to Del Boca Vista hey. and like ran, <laughs> ran, the, ran the retirement home over there. Going, you think ah, keg stands with the old ladies? You think he has a gold watch? You think yeah, you'd have the gold watch and everything. Oh, it's, not really, it's not really gold. It's not really gold. It's not really gold. <laughs> I understand. We listening to the rap on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazzaway, Corey Stewart, Pete Spivak, and Ethan Perlman. Uh, we heard from Freddie Human earlier today and uh, Dana Garuda. We heard about him getting his glasses uh, knocked <laughs> off. <laughs> And his uh, laptop stepped on in the malice at the palace uh, 15 years ago yeah, yesterday. Somebody on it was assaulted in that thing. That's that great. was good Whoopsies. stuff, man. You only get that kind of insight uh, in this show. Oh, that's great that's, stuff. Hey, before the show, we were talk, talking out in the bullpen. And Pete brought up a name. What name did you throw out there? It was a movie name. Oh my uh, God, Tom! I'm yeah. so disappointed and, in you. And I, and I am. Dis- I'm disappointed in myself. Help me out here, everybody watching. This guy has not seen the movie. Hold well, on! Don't, don't say. Don't say the movie. I can't even say, say the name. I brought up the name Jimmy Chitwood, and he you know didn't Jimmy, know, you know who the Jimmy heck Chitwood that was. Is, Corey. Okay, now I'm starting to blank. Do you know who Jimmy Chitwood is, Ethan? Who's yours? Hoosiers. Oh, Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Oh, I never, and I only know I that because my dad's a big Hoosiers yeah, fan. I know. You told me help, that. Maz. He needs help. <laughs> I have not seen Hoosiers yet. That's okay. And up we till, had somebody not know who the Brooklyn Nets were. So. That's true. Michael oh, Sullivan. <laughs> oh, you our called big, him out. <laughs> our big boss here didn't know. Who the, well, he liked the Brooklyn look. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. He's like, is that a real team? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. It's, uh, well, it's, a, a few it's, years ago, they might not have been a real team. Yeah, you they're, know. they're becoming a real team again. They are. Yeah, they're they going to be pretty good, I think, uh, coming mm-hmm. up next year. This yep. year they might they might make make some noise. They might win a playoff game might, or two. Might, 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 when they move might, back to New might. Jersey, that's when they win. <laughs> They're not going to New Jersey. Damn it. Damn it. I wish. Uh, I love the old New Jersey Nets. I used, I used to love them when they were the New York Nets of the ABA. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good old days. Julius Irving. Mike said he's going to introduce me to, to Julius Irving, by the way. Okay. Plays golf with him once in a while. Yes. Once in a while. That's yeah. kind of cool. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. I want to thank all our people behind the scenes, of course. Angel, Kelsey, Cole, and Steven. And all my partners here, Corey, Pete, and Ethan. It's a lot of friends, man. You got good friends, man. <laughs> I do. It's all good. This is Tom Mazaway. We'll see you Friday. Darren McCarty will be in the house. Where's my check for my friendship? Jeremy Ronick will be joining the big show wow. on Friday. JR and D-Mac talking some hockey Red Wings. They lost last night, but they're coming, they're coming along. I could see it. I sat with Art Regner last night. He says they're coming along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good old Art. It's going to be great. I love Art. We do, too. How do you not love Art? It's Ozzy! Anyway, it's Tom Mazzaway on The Wrap. We'll see you next time on NRM Streamcast.